a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 3rd of November. Welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? Oh, I'm excited because we do the Daylight Savings Time time switch this weekend. Oh, no, I forgot all about that. Yeah, Sunday. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to want to change your clocks probably Saturday night, you know, when you go yeah. to bed. Um, and Sunday, people like you and I get an extra hour of insomnia. Yes, isn't that exciting? So, so that's always a good thing, right? Yes, I just I just don't like reversing the clocks back because here in in South Florida, it gets lighter early, and when you're an insomniac, you really never go to bed before two, three o'clock, and the next thing you know, it's going to be light at four thirty. No, I don't think so. I that know. doesn't work out well. Plus, it, then it gets too dark here too early well you know we're much further north uh than you are and you know so it gets dark early i mean you know we're we're a month away or so uh from getting dark at around 4 30 in the afternoon <laughs> oh yeah when we get that i think earlier than you do being so far south it's it's really just annoying not the darkness so much early but the lightness too early yeah i know and you know when i lived in arizona we didn't change the clocks ever that's the way to go this whole concept of daylight savings time is so antiquated you know it was put into effect because of the world war world war ii and it it doesn't make any sense anymore no, it really doesn't, and it, it's time for it to end. Yes. I mean, you know, and th- but there are people who say, I like it when it gets dark early. There's other people who say, I like it when it gets dark later. Mm-hmm. You know, and so literally about three or four decades ago, I came up with the perfect solution. Adjust by 30 minutes and then never touch it again. Oh, instead of a full hour, just everybody yeah. make an adjustment on the same day for 30 minutes? Yeah, and then never touch it again. Not a bad idea. You know, 
And I mean, I'm, honestly, I think that's the way to do it. I mean, that and what to do with Cuba were my two greatest ideas ever. What to do with Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always said, you know, because Cuba is so close to Florida, why, why doesn't Disney buy Cuba and turn it into commie land? Ah, we don't want commie land that far, you know. Well, I mean, that's close. It, but it's a Disney thing, right? So you've got part of Cuba that's like old communist Soviet Union. You got part of it that's communist Cuba. You got part of it that's communist China. You got part of it that's communist uh, North Korea. But of course, in the North Korea part, you can't have any restaurants because they don't have any food in North Korea. Supposedly, that's why Kim Jong Un is so fat. Well, it's because he's got all the food. The people don't. Right. You know, so in, in you know, the communist North Korea part of commie land, Mickey Mouse will be really fat and nobody else gets any food. Ah, well, you know what? Inflation keeps going the way it is in this country. You know, when you go to the grocery store, you're hit with it. Pretty soon we'll have a whole bunch of skinny people in this country. Yeah, it's going that direction, isn't it? Every week it seems to get higher and higher for the exact same things you bought the week before. Right. Right. I mean, it's. I dread going to the grocery store anymore. I just dread it because I know I'm going to be pissed when I come out of there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. And the. the they raise the prices on the funniest things. It's like the cat food is ridiculous right now. Cans that used to be 65 cents a can, little cans for, for kitties. They're now like $1.85. Right. And when you have five cats you got to feed, most of your food money goes to feeding them. Well, you know what? You got a 20-pounder. I had a you had pounder. right now. You Triples think died. Yes. you think you think the price of cat food is bad? Wait till you have an eighty-five pound dog. That will never happen. <laughs> okay, and I've got two dogs. You know, but one's mm-hmm. eighty. One's eighty-five pounds. You know, and and so and then I got a couple of cats, and so you know, they eat better than I do. I just well, of course, you know you always feed your animals better than you do. Yeah, it than doesn't you feed take yourself, it. I should say. It doesn't take much, but anyway, that's the case, <laughs> folks. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start with what Biden is urging schools to do. Now, we all know that we've got a, a bit of an issue at the southern border, and part of that okay. little issue at the southern border is illegal drugs, primarily fentanyl that's being trucked across the border by the Mexican drug cartels. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's getting to be a worse and worse problem almost by the hour. So, Diane, what is Biden urging schools to do? Well, he actually wants all the schools, the faculty, the nurses, and some of the trusted students to actually know how to give the reversal drug, the Narcan, uh, medication in case there's an overdose. In other words, it's okay that the kids bring the drugs to school, 
but we need to be prepared to counter them bringing the drugs to school. Instead of closing the border completely and stopping the drug smuggling, we're now giving our schools the um, the ability to counter what shouldn't be in the schools to begin with. He's actually ordering, or not ordering, but suggesting, strongly urging schools mm-hmm. to stock up on Narcan. Yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a pretty reactive way to look at it. Proactively, you would shut down the border and you would take on the Mexican drug cartels as though they were the terrorists that they are. You would use mm-hmm. our, our military to go to battle against the cartels, and you would stop the flow of fentanyl coming across the border. That would be the proactive thing to do. The reactive thing to do is tell schools, well, just stock up on Narcan. Well, what you described was actually Ron DeSantis' plan for the border. Ron Ron DeSantis has to get elected first. In the meantime... Right. We've, we've got fentanyl just flying across the border left and right. Well, we also, you know, fentanyl has been now around for years. Thank you, Joe Biden. The problem here is kids know the dangers of drugs. They know this is coming in, and yet they still take drugs. So... I don't really have the sympathy that a lot of people might have. If this was an unknown substance, if everybody didn't know about this, and I can't think of a person that doesn't know about the drugs coming in across the southern border, how can you be stupid enough to still take a drug you buy either online or from somebody you don't even know. How could our kids now have become that stupid? Okay, I can I can answer all your questions. Woke, yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Okay, they're going to public schools. They're not being taught mm-hmm. not to do these things. And kids, young kids, all think they're invincible. They think, well, you know, yeah, it's dangerous, but I'm invincible. It won't happen to me, you know. And a lot of times they don't even know what what they're taking, okay. Now, there are some that get dosed with fentanyl, and they're not taking drugs. Somebody doses them. Somebody puts it in something. That's that's true. And and those you have to feel sorry for because they didn't you know, ask for this stuff. But when you're talking about high school kids who should by this point in their life know what's coming across, what could be in it, and they're still stupid uh, enough to take it, I don't have sympathy for them. Diane, you're talking about the same kids that some of them think they are a jar of mayonnaise. Yeah, that's true. Okay. (laughs) I mean, you know, hey... I, I really don't have sympathy for full-grown adults that, that get caught up in this stuff and wind up dying because of it. Kids, on the other hand, I see a little bit differently. They've been indoctrinated 
you know, all the way through the school system, you know, and let's face it, a lot of their parents aren't the brightest bulbs in the chandelier. I was just going to say, don't blame everything on the schools. Some of them have, have, you know, clueless parents too. And, you know, kids think they're impervious to everything, you know, but I mean, uh, really the answer, according to Joe Biden, it's just have schools stock up on Narcan. That's What's the going to happen is you're going to have kids dying in school because they got too much of the overdose drug. Yeah, I mean, it, this is this is ridiculous. Yeah, you you want to keep this stuff out of the hands of kids? Stop it at the border. Mm-hmm. But that would require border security. Well, the best thing is you see drug smuggling smugglers coming across the border shoot to kill a few of them it'll stop it pretty damn fast yeah it'll it'll dry up the uh the source mm-hmm. yeah you know i it's just i years and years ago i was a featured speaker at dare graduations okay and over a uh, 11 year period I spoke at over a hundred dare graduations in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, but that was at a time fentanyl wasn't a problem back then. And you could actually reason with kids today. You can't reason with most of these kids. I don't even know if the dare program exists anymore. Yeah. I, I think it does in places. It's not as prevalent as it used to be. And that's a shame. You it know, is. I, I did that through the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, and I became friends, good friends, uh, with the sheriff of Lancaster County and several of the deputies. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed going to schools and talking to these. They were middle school kids, mm-hmm. you know, that were in these programs. And I really enjoyed being the featured speaker. But I think today, if, uh, if you went into uh, a school – and you talk to these kids at a dare graduation, they'd look at you like you had three heads. Probably. You know, and it's a shame. But I loved it because the kids would come up and talk to you afterwards. The parents would come up and thank you for being there and thank you for doing what you're doing. You know, it's it's the world's a little different today. It's very different. And it you didn't know. have to be it didn't have to be this way. Um we know where the fault lies. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's enough to spread it around, spread the blame around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all lumped into one pile. But, um, you know, this this is the wrong approach. That's all I'm saying. When you yes, tell schools they have to stock up on Narcan, that is the 100% wrong approach. I agree. Totally. Uh, over in Connecticut. Got a little bit of a problem over there. Uh, a judge has ruled that the primary election for a town's mayor has to be thrown out, and they have to do it again. Yeah. Finally, I mean, Connecticut is a liberal state, but at least this judge, when he was presented with evidence of voter fraud, basically, he what? did the right thing. What? Voter fraud? There is no voter fraud, Diane. We've been told for years there's no such thing as voter fraud. 
<laughs> Never mind that you and I saw it going on with our very own eyes. <laughs> now, apparently what was happening, I know this will come as a shock to a lot of people. It certainly came as a shock to Diane and me. Okay. But apparently liberals were stuffing ballot boxes. Now, I know. I know it's completely unheard of. <laughs> Okay. And it certainly didn't go on anywhere in this country in 2020. This is a brand new phenomenon, and it's only in this one town in Connecticut. Yeah. In fact, they, <laughs> the ballots were tampered with so much that they changed the results of the original election results. So, in other words, they had one guy winning. Stuff the ballots. Oh, look what we found. Recount, and suddenly the winner becomes the loser. Apparently, there were videos showing individuals stuffing ballot after ballot after ballot after ballot mm -hmm. into drop boxes. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm glad nothing like that occurred in 2020 because it could have affected the presidential <laughs> election. Thank God it didn't. Right. It's a, it's, it's really, uh, it's a serious problem, but you know what? You got to blame the Republicans as well, because the Republicans have not done a damn thing to stop it. That's true. I have, I have a slightly different viewpoint on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think what happened in this town in Connecticut is a trial run for what they, they the liberals, plan to do in November of 2024. Well, I that's think kind they of wanted to, Well, I think this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to see if they could get away with it. Okay, because they're now kind of between a rock and a hard place. They know that people are going to be watching the vote counting. And they know that there will be people watching the machines, the Dominion machines. Mm -hmm. So they're thinking, well, maybe the way to do this this time around is just stuff extra ballots into the drop boxes. Let's see if we can get away with that. Well, you know what, Craig? They, by next November, they will have had four years to you know, perfect their cheating, basically. Right. And there's going to be all sorts of things, stuffing ballots. Oh, look what we found late. Oh, this person didn't sign. Or we got a whole bunch of people that are online who want to register and you have to let them vote the same day. I mean, they've got this down to a science. Why, Diane, sorry, are you insinuating there may be shenanigans? Oh, I'm not insinuating. I know there will be. <laughs> You know what I got to tell you though when I saw this this uh, come through the news feed this morning I just shook my head and go well yeah duh yeah you know I mean we watch numbers change in November of 2020 you mm -hmm. and I were sitting here <coughs> excuse me doing election night coverage right and we kept seeing numbers change well now numbers changing that that happens in an election the problem was, Trump, let's just use some round numbers. Trump would have a million votes in a certain state. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then five minutes later, he would only have 700,000. 
Right. Now, you don't lose votes. You gain votes. And to yeah. lose them right away, bells should go off across the whole country. And, and you and I were sitting here covering this. If we're like, wait, hey, wait a minute. Didn't he mm-hmm. just have a million on that tote board? Mm-hmm. You know? and, and all of a sudden, to be down to 700,000. I mean, I, we watched all this stuff happen. When they started right. closing vote counting places, you and I were still on the air. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, what are they doing? And they they took all the the observers out. Yep. And then they started counting again without letting the observers back in. You and I are like, wait, 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 you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, so we, we watched it in real time. We talked about it in real time. Right. Now we've got right. this situation in Connecticut. Thank God the judge looked at this and saw the videos and said, we're going to have to do a whole, a whole new election for mayor. But the problem goes back to the fact, Craig, the Republicans have had four years to tackle the issue of voter right. fraud. They haven't done it. Haven't done a thing. Nothing. They're like the, in that way, they're just like the liberals. They're pretending it never happened. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know what? When you pretend like that, it's going to turn into reality because it will happen again. Yeah, not it won't happen for the first time. It will happen again. Again. You know, that's, that's and, the key and word. And Trump wasn't the first one that voter fraud ever happened to. It's happened before. You bet, you know, and, and now we got this situation in Connecticut, you know, and how much you want to bet in a lot of blue states, a lot of blue cities, they're going to, there's going to be some major malfunction of, uh, surveillance cameras outside of drop boxes. Right. You know, I mean, it'd be, it'd be like when the video shut off at Epstein cell. Oh, well, we, we don't know what happened. It just went down. <laughs> You know, I mean, I, you can see this coming. That's, that's, I guess what the point is here. You can see this coming. They're telegraphing it. Yeah. If you don't fix the voter fraud, we're never going to have another fair election. It's that simple folks. First of all, one election day, you got to cut out this early voting nonsense no voting by mail, except if you're military or you're you're an invalid, you're housebound, you're in the hospital, whatever. Certain cases, of course. One day voting, that's what our Constitution calls for, election day, not election week or month or months. We've got to go back to the Constitution. We're too concerned, in my opinion, with conservatism. We're pushing the Constitution aside a bit. Yeah. And that's part of the problem also. We're putting too much emphasis on the social end of conservatism right. instead of the constitutional end of conservatism. Exactly. You know? And that's a big problem. Now, you mentioned the military or people that are so sick they can't get to a polling place. I would add another category to that, you know, if it was up to me. Let's say, for instance, in the several-month run-up to the election, 
if you happen to be hiding in your basement eating pudding the whole time, <laughs> you, you you shouldn't be able to vote. Oh, okay. I'll I'll go along with that one. <laughs> <laughs> just just a thought, you know. Yeah, just, a wee little thought. Yeah, just no, a little but thought. folks, this is serious. We're still using Dominion machines, and I don't care what Dominion says. We didn't do anything. Yes, you did. We all know it. They're connected. They're connected to the internet. Dominion said, "Oh no, our machines are connected to the internet," and then it was proven. Oh yes, they are. Oh yes, they are. Um, This is just a joke. But the bigger joke, and it's on we the people, is that the Republicans, our own party, has done nothing. It's it's a shame. Now, I, it I, is. I, I don't mean to sound flippant here, okay? But I'll tell you something else we need to be looking out for when it comes to election fraud now. Okay. AI. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to see all sorts of AI incursions into the voting system. Yeah, I mean, if these things are connected to the Internet, then AI can get into them and start shifting votes around. Exactly. And you don't want to know something? A good hacker can do that, too. Well, but thank God, thank God we have uh, a, a perfectly adept AI czar in Kamala Harris. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> You mean the same one who's the borders are, folks, uh-huh. who has done, not only has done nothing, but never actually went to the border. Being seven miles away from the border is not going to the border. No, but this she likes the, big- the moron that he appoints as the AI czar. I don't even think she knows what AI really is. She doesn't even know what the I part of AI is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but she does like big, big yellow school buses. Oh yeah, that's true. That was yeah. her big thing. Loves big yeah. yellow school buses. Mm. Um, hey, in a couple of minutes, we've got left in this segment before we have to take a break, folks. We want to let you know that the House has passed a funding bill for uh, sending some aid money to Israel. Right. Um, it's a standalone deal. Uh, the liberals are, are peeing all over themselves because they don't want a standalone deal. And Joe Biden has threatened to veto it if it gets to his desk. Now, the mm-hmm. House has passed it. We don't know what the Senate has done yet. So obviously, Joe Biden hasn't had a chance to veto it yet. Uh, we'll have to see if the liberals uh, and, and a few select idiot Republicans over on the Senate side of things pass it as well if they do and joe biden vetoes it we need as republicans the house side and the republicans in the senate need to make sure that joe biden has to own the veto own the fact that he is not sending some aid dollars to israel that is i think the reason he didn't do it today he better think that through very, very well, because a lot of the Democrats sided with the Republicans on this. Uh, Some of the Democrats 
are staunch supporters of Israel. He, if he does something like this and actually does video, veto this, he's going to lose even more of his waning Democrat support. What he's concerned about, literally, is Michigan. Okay, if he yes. signs the deal and sends money to Israel, he's going to lose in Michigan. Yes. Michigan is full of Islamists. Sorry, Michigan, but you are. Okay, um, and he's worried about the vote there. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's this. This is one of these really frustrating things. You know, the House with a new Speaker has finally done the right thing, and they've separated out the the elements of this aid package. And what they've done is they have taken money away from the IRS to give it to Yay. Israel. That's that's yeah, that was. That's a great deal. That was the money allocated to the 85,000 new IRS agents. Right. And good for the House for doing that. Yes. You know, good for Speaker for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's yet to be seen what the Senate's going to do with it. My guess is the Senate will not pass it because the Senate wants those IRS agents. Oh, yes, they do. You know, so... Uh, it's a waiting game. We'll know more uh, by next Tuesday's show, so we'll give you an update. Um, you know when when next Tuesday's show rolls around. But for now, mm -hmm. we're keeping an eye on it through the weekend to see what happens to it next. With that, right. we've hit the bottom of the hour. We've got to take that bottom of the hour break, get a couple of station IDs in, but we've still got a full thirty minutes to go here. And we've got a couple of great things that we need to talk about. So don't go anywhere. There's more Right Side Patriots after that. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. 
Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, we hope you don't, but if you do, go to RSPRadio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button. This show in its entirety will be there waiting for you. So will all the others, by the way. Yes. All right, so this is very disconcerting to me. Not shocking, just disconcerting. The anti-Semitism problem on college campuses is out of control. Very out of control. And part of it is being fueled on by none other than Miss A.I. herself, Uh because she is spewing, we need to deal with Islamophobia. She's sort of putting (laughs) anti-Semitism on college campuses on the back burner, and she's more concerned that there's backlash against Muslims, never mind that there has been a 400% increase in anti-Semitic incidents since the war between Israel and Hamas started on October 7th. So we've got that working against us because she basically is an instigator. Now, when you went to college, Diane, was there any of this kind of crap going on on, on campus? No, not at all. No, and, and, you know, I went when I went to college, there was none of this kind of crap going on. You know, I'm sure there were, a, a, you know, students in all my classes of a multitude of different religious persuasions. Nobody cared. Yeah. I mean, nobody, no, nobody cared. In my school, nobody cared. Everybody got along. Nobody cared what anybody else was. Um, But the times are different now. Politics has changed the whole mindset of the country. And remember, children's minds are the most impressionable. So when they start being indoctrinated at a young age in grade school, by the time they reach colleges and universities, they're fully brainwashed. Well, and, you know, there is, uh, I think, a high degree of what I would call mob mentality that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. You know, up until uh, just a few years ago, you never heard about transgenders. There is no such thing. Well, but you never heard about it. Okay. Right. My, my point is not whether or not there is such a thing. The point is, you never heard about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then all of a sudden, everybody's a transgender. Everybody's non-binary. Okay. And yeah. it's kind of a, a mob mentality thing. So along comes this war less than a month ago between Israel and Hamas. And all of a sudden, everybody's anti-Semitic. Yeah. You know, I it's it doesn't seem this anti-Semitism. Bunch of people marching up and down campus, marching down the street, gathering up in inside Capitol buildings, wherever, and you know, 
free Palestine and, and, you know, damn Israel and all this stuff. These people that are doing this, they don't even know what they're doing. There was a, a comedian a couple of days ago, went out on the street, and I think it was in New York. And he went out on the street and he had a petition. And the petition was to support Hamas. Okay? And, you know, he would go up to people, most of them college age, you know, would you like to sign the petition in, in support of Hamas? And they say, oh, yeah. He'd say, well, okay, but there's, there's a few things here that I need to make you aware of. Uh, by law, I have to tell you these things so that you know what you're signing. And he would say, okay, by signing this petition, you are agreeing that women cannot show their hair, their, their legs, or uh, be in the company of men without a family chaperone. Mm-hmm. And and these college kids are looking and go, what? And he said, well, and then also, and he, he'd just start laying out all the stuff from the Islamic world, you know, the, the ideology of Islam, right? Right. And not one of these kids would sign it. When they heard all that, they're like, oh, no, I'm not signing that. Oh, no, I'm not signing that. And one of them was, you know, if you agree to sign this, you are agreeing that gay people and trans people should be killed. Right. And these college kids, oh, no, 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 I'm not signing that. But this is what they're out there protesting in favor of, you know. And you see on these college campuses, you see these abject morons, Diane, abject morons. And they're standing there with a sign that says, Queers for Palestine. Oh, yeah, yeah. They get shot dead in the streets. Yeah, you want to tell them? countries yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i mean who's who's gonna who's gonna tell them <laughs> these two things no. do not work together the worst thing about it is they're all you know screaming we support the palestinians this that you know all the palestinians israel is racist and whatever i hate to break it to them there's no race palestinian a the palestinians are Jordanian nationals. They carry Jordan passports. The problem here with this is Jordan will not take back their own people. People don't remember, but Abdullah, who we call the kinglet, his father, King Hussein, clearly stated in the 1980s that the Palestinians are Jordanians. They do belong back here. But when they saw, when the king saw, well, they're not quite the kind of people we want here. It started the whole thing, you know, um, sort of rolling because the Arab countries now who should be offering to take them if they care so much about the so-called Palestinians, none of them want them because these people from Gaza, who call themselves Palestinians, they have been indoctrinated for generations into a lifestyle of terrorism. Well, the children that are that are being killed now due to the bombing and everything. Some people, oh my God, the children. Well, I hate to tell them, but those children have been bred to be 
future terrorists. Their textbooks in Gaza do not even show Israel on the map. Don't believe me? Google it. And they're they're taught to kill Jews. Starting at a very young age. So the children that have died, yeah, okay, they're children. I get it. But they're also future killers. Because and, and it's not their fault. They don't know anything else because they're not taught truth. Right. Now, Egypt today said they'll spend millions to keep the Gazans, the Palestinians, use your air quotes, out of Egypt. Right. They don't want them. No. The Arab world actually considers the... Gazans, Palestinians, whatever you want to call them, less less in the caste system, basically. Well, You're yeah. way down in, you, you start at the sheiks and whatever, and you go all the way down at the bottom of the barrel is the Palestinians. Right, but the, they don't but the want other, them. But the other part of that is what you said before, Diane. They also know that they are the terrorists. And right. they don't want the terrorist problem. Right. You and know, they don't I want mean, the economic burden. Jordan's right. big thing is they don't want the economic burden of people who don't know how to do anything. Right. And and there's a lot to be said for that. The problem, yes. though, is on our college campuses where this mm-hmm. anti-Semitism has run rampant. And, yes. you know, these college kids... Excuse me. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. But they are out there claiming, you know, say, well, what about what about the the beheading of babies? What about burning people alive? And and they they're shown the photographs. They're shown the videos. They say, well, that's all AI generated. That's not real. No. You know these are these are people (laughs) who literally think there are 160 different genders. But right. they show the show them these photos, and those aren't real. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? AI, it's moving along in how they do things, but it's not yet perfected. I was uh, privy to see some photos of a supposedly um, Palestinian little girl that was killed in one of the bombings, and she was killed in one place in Gaza. Well, about a day or two later, there's that same little girl. Her clothes have been changed, whatever, you know, through AI, and she's like 20 miles away, also killed. You could tell when something is AI generated at this point. Right. I mean... But these... Kids don't want to understand that what they're seeing is reality. What they're being well, told is a story. That's that's very true. So on college campuses, you have college kids going around tearing down the posters of the Israeli hostages. Right. Now, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that those posters are reality and they don't want to deal with reality. They can't right. deal with reality. Reality doesn't match their false narrative, so they can't stand to see pictures of reality that burst their narrative bubble. Yeah. And it's it we have it 
generation coming up folks that is totally clueless to to reality and what's going to happen when they reach the age of becoming leaders in this country oh boy yeah we got real problems here folks Uh. these kids it's almost like they're in a cult of hate and it got to the point with some of the protests um and especially in a school in new york that the jewish students were told you better go hide in the attic because you could be hurt yeah, now Hiding what's wrong? Attic is a reference to the Holocaust. It's 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 a direct reference to the Holocaust and Anne Frank, right? Okay, not just the students though. It's also the professors. It's also the administrations. Most yes. of these colleges, if they say anything against these anti-Semitic marches and demonstrations, all it is is lip service. They're not doing anything to stop it. They're not doing anything to prevent it. They're just giving it a little lip service and letting it go. The only people that are doing anything is big name, big name, big moneyed donors are pulling back their donations to schools like Harvard, Columbia, Yale. um, Yale, assorted others across the country. They are pulling back mega millions of dollars. But not one college professor has been fired yet for spewing lies. No, and that's part of the problem right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, again, it's kind of a shock to the senses, but it's not all that surprising. No, it isn't surprising at all. Uh, finally, tonight, let's you know, as long as we're kind of you know touching on it, let's talk about the latest updates on the war between Israel and Hamas. As okay. I understand it, today, Diane, they were they were bombing some of the Hamas tunnels that yes. are in Gaza. Yeah, they were collapsing them basically. So, if any of the terrorists were in them they're basically trapped in them but they're doing it very selectively hoping that there might still be some hostages alive that they can get out but i have an opinion about all that today blinken as good as he was in certain things he said he kind of you know was forced to try to uh, by biden and crew we should say obama to get Netanyahu to do a pause in the bombing so humanitarian aid can get in. Netanyahu said, no way. That humanitarian aid gets funneled. Those monies get funneled into Hamas's war chest. Bibi knows it. And I think the other thing Bibi knows is, yes, four hostages were released. I personally believe all the rest have been killed including the children. And he knows, and I think he knows that as well, with the amount of bombing that was done and the fact that these cowards use children and regular people as shields, human shields. I really don't think any of them are alive. I'd be very happily surprised if they were but I, I don't think any of them 
are anymore. And well, I think BB knows that, and he's not going to stop bombing the hell out of them. In fact, Craig, I'm really tired of seeing on the news the poor rubble that's Hamas. I don't want to, uh, Gaza, I should say. I don't want to see the rubble of Gaza. I want to see the dust of yeah, Gaza. I would agree with you 100% on that. Now, let mm-hmm. me let me bring let me give you my opinion of what BB said today. Okay. okay. Because as you said, Blinken was over there uh begging for a pause. Uh mm-hmm. we know this is something that Obama wants. And right. so he pulls Biden's strings, Biden pulls Blinken's strings, Blinken goes over there and begs BB and and Herzog for a pause. Well, BB said no, but he didn't say flat out no. He said I would only consider a pause if Hamas releases all the hostages. Right. Now, that, I think, falls in line with what you're saying. I don't believe that B.W. would even say it's a possibility if he knew there was absolutely no possibility of getting those hostages back. And and I, I agree with you. I've got this sinking suspicion that mm-hmm. most, if not all, the hostages are already dead. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, and bodies are ever found, folks, I'm going to give you a heads up. This should come as no surprise. Hamas will blame the deaths of the hostages on Israel, bombing a place where the hostages were. Well, that's where the special forensic teams come in. They can determine the cause of death. Right. But I'm just telling you, that's a, that's a Hamas trick. Right. Okay. Today, um, Hamas accused Israel of blowing up ambulances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on the absolute fact of the matter. And it's been verified, and there is drone video to prove it. Mm-hmm. Hamas, we all know they have headquarters and and stockpiles in hospitals. What Hamas was doing today was they were commandeering ambulances, loading them up with Hamas terrorists, fighters, to transport them from, let's say, a hospital headquarters to someplace where they could shoot at Israelis. Mm -hmm. Okay, shoot at members of the IDF. Well, they were seen on... Uh, videos from drones loading these terrorists, armed terrorists, into these ambulances and driving down the street. Israel then blew up the ambulance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got documentation of why Israel blew up the ambulance. Hamas, on the other hand, is saying, well, see, they're targeting ambulances. We're trying to save people's lives. Right. They're blowing up our ambient. Well, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and bullshit, by the way, is French. Right. One, of the, one of the few French words I know. And if I mispronounced it, pardon my French. Um, but that's that's what Hamas does. That's what these barbarians do. Yeah. So you can bet yeah. if bodies of, of hostages start showing up, they will say that those hostages were killed by Israel. They can say it all they want, but when bodies are returned, if 
they are returned. The Like I said, the forensic people will go in there. They can tell if somebody has been tortured, if somebody has been raped, sure. if somebody has been brutalized. There's a difference between um, someone dying, let's say, from an, a, an explosion. There's different um, telltale signs on the body than there is if, let's say, a woman's pelvis has been broken. Right. Right. And I mean... We're going to be able to tell. However, the idiots on college campuses are going to say, well, it's all a lie. You know, the Israelis say they died because of Hamas. Well, the Israelis are lying. That's what the idiots on college campuses are going to say because they have been indoctrinated to believe that Israel and the Jews are horrible, terrible people. Yeah. Well, one good thing did come today. The IDF fighter jets killed Hamas battalion commander Mustafa Dalu in an airstrike. He was a big mucky mucky for Hamas. Well, he joins his fellow um, commanders that have been killed. Israel has taken out already a lot of their heads of um of the organization which is a good thing but the problem is and netanyahu knows it you cannot leave even one of them alive right you leave one of them alive they'll draw in others gaza needs to be cleaned out completely well it's not just gaza because today hezbollah up in the north right formally declared war on Israel, and and the U.S., for that matter. Right, and the U.S., yes. You know, now I expect Israel will do something. I do not expect the U.S. to do hardly anything. <coughs> Excuse me. We're not going to do anything except what the undercover people are going to help with. Right, and here's I what I is not going to allow us, or we should say Obama is not going to allow us to openly fight with Israel. But no, there are American special forces there. They have been for quite a uh, few weeks now helping the Israelis. I think a few Predator drones with some Hellfire missiles, and every time a rocket launcher goes off from Hezbollah, immediately it gets blown to bits. Well, remember, Israel also has the ability now, when a rocket launcher goes off, they know exactly now where that rocket launcher is, and they go counter and take out the rocket launcher. (laughs) I'm just saying, Hezbollah, we 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 could wreak havoc. On, yeah. on Hezbollah in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And and we should. They declared war on us. We right. should we should give them what they want. You know, now I know there's going to be people out there say, "Oh, you're you're a war hawk and you're you're, you know, a, a part of the military industrial complex." And, you know, all that. No. If a country declares war on us, it would be impolite not to accept the invitation. <laughs> That's a that's a good one. But you want to know something? People like me who are driven by tangible facts and reality, 
not with bended knees. We understand that sometimes things will get dirty, people, innocent people will die. But you have to understand, if you want to stop evil, and these people like Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, they are evil. They would kill us in an instant if they could. We've got to do to them before they get a chance to do to us. And Netanyahu knows that. And the other thing is, I'm sick and tired of people blaming Netanyahu for this. This is not Netanyahu's fault. The fault of this lies with the two years when he was not prime minister. When Israel had a kumbaya government that tried to, we can get along. No, there were some things in this world you cannot accept. Hamas. (laughs) these so-called Palestinians who voted Hamas into office, who support their actions 100% because you haven't heard any Palestinian criticize what Hamas has done. Sometimes you got to do what needs to be done. Oh, that's, that's what BB's doing. That's what BB's doing. Good Prayers ain't going to help anyone anymore. We're nope. beyond the bended knee stage. We're in the stage now of tangible actions need to be done, period. That's correct. What do you have coming up for Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, Diane? I have an article called The Case or A Case for Treason. Okay. Don't give it it's, away. Oh, okay. Don't give it away. And I, okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's intriguing. I've heard it, folks. You're going to love it. Okay, next Tuesday I'm covering a den of anti-Semite vipers, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll just leave that sitting there for right now yes. too. But with yes. that, Diane, we're pretty much out of time, and we—I guess we got a couple of minutes left. But no need to quibble over 120 seconds. No, no. Especially since I am so tired. I, know, <laughs> I try but- to put a whole thing together, you know, that I had been working on all week and had to be changed every day because of the, the different things that are happening. I'm tired. <laughs> well, how about we just wrap up the show? Okay, let's do that. Say good night, Diane. Good night, guys. Don't forget, set your clocks back this weekend, folks. I'm personally, I'm setting mine back to a time before mayonnaise was a gender. I'm setting mine back before Obama was president. Good for you. Go Huskers tomorrow. We might be bowl eligible after tomorrow's game. Folks, have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again next Tuesday. Bye-bye.